On today's show, KB and I are going to be discussing the character of Batman. He's going to be getting his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And then, Kristen Ritter, does she want to play Jessica Jones again, or is she all set with the role? And then Avengers Endgame is being re-released, and we have some details on what's going to be included on the re-release. And then Kevin Feige explains why Spider-Man Far From Home is wrapping up Marvel's Phase 3 in the MCU. And speaking of Marvel MCU, we have some potential leaks from the Black Widow set. All this on this episode of Free Your Geek. appropriate that my star will be in front of the Guinness Book of World Records. One record I have inside probably noted is the fact that I've played Batman more than any other actor alive at least 170 times. I've been out there fighting crime wherever I find it. Thank you very much. And um, the other record that may be in the book, I'm not sure, but I think I have the record as the actor who's waited the longest (laughs) to get his star on the sidewalk. And welcome to Free Your Geek. I am your host, Jay Free, and with me, as usual, is my co-host, KB. This is nice. This is actually getting to be really nice. I enjoy this. Oh, yeah? When you're not when you're not too busy trying to turn your phone off and not prepared like a professional? Hey, if you want it on the fly and real, this is how it goes. So KB, KB didn't hear the intro. The intro, for those of you that are listening, is Adam West, uh, his speech for accepting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And the reason I use that audio clip is because our first news bit that we got, KB... And I know nothing about the yeah, news we should, we should, on this we should, show. We should set this up that KB is uh, is in the dark, per usual, which is kind of fun because I like his reaction. So I basically made a list of different news items. We're going to start with some DC stuff and then move over to the Marvel. And the DC item that I have is that Batman, the character of Batman, is getting his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So not Adam West, the character. Adam West already has yeah. his. Okay. So this this comes from, and we'll cite all the sources when you listen did. to the podcast. But uh, yeah, the the this is from Superhero Hype. It says, hot on the heels of his 80th anniversary, Batman will be the first comic book superhero to receive a star on the historic site. However, however, he is not the first fictional character to receive that honor. The Walk of Fame has previously inducted- Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny? Snoopy, Snoopy, Godzilla, Godzilla, Kermit the Frog, hmm. and The Simpsons. Not Mickey Mouse or no, Bugs Bunny. No, no. Wow. 
Well, again, according to superhero type, I don't I don't know all the uh, fictional characters on if those are all of them or if there are more. But uh, some of the full list of the 2020 recipients: Julia Roberts, Spike Lee, Fifty Cent, Billy Idol, Octavia Spencer, and Dave Chappelle. Now, coincidentally enough, Burt Ward, who starred as Robin on the 1960s Batman series, will also be honored with his own star. MCU veterans Chris Hemsworth, Lawrence Fishburne, and I don't even know how to say your name, so if I butcher it, uh, Mahershala Ali from Luke Cage mm-hmm. also made the cut, and they're going to get their own stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame as well. So, KB, what are your first initial thoughts of Batman being the first comic book superhero is it well deserved? Should it go to Superman? Because Superman kind of, or should it go, or with the the attention that the MCU is getting, the Marvel universe, Spider Man maybe, another one. I mean, we want to talk historics. I mean, isn't Batman technically one of the oldest? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think Spider Man means a lot to a lot of different people, and I think that it, you could equally like. I I feel like it's the closest Marvel counterpart to Batman. So like I, I would make an argument for for Spider Man. I would disagree with that. I would actually go with Batman, if not. Superman. Oh no, Batman's probably number one. I I I, I don't. I, I would agree with if people are arguing with me and say yeah he's he you know he deserves I mean, it first but yeah I mean just think of it like not not just the movies that the character of yeah. Batman has you have to think about just, the whole history of the character right. from beginning to inception to you know uh, where it is now and the growth of that character over the years and the. All the great stories that have come off of Batman, you know, you can't argue with the the results. No, and you know? he and you know, I I will go on on record right now on this show that's saying, and I think I don't think anybody would argue with me. I think outside of maybe the Flash, Spider Man, as you mentioned, and maybe the X Men, Batman has the greatest gallery of villains and rogues, like to to oppose him. I think and, he's got the best rogues gallery. Yeah, and that's ever. what I'm saying. I think that's that's Spider Man's next. I think. I would, and then Flash. I would argue. Oh, I don't know about that. I'd, I'd go X Men at some point too. Really? I'd throw, well, I well, I mean, I don't want to get into this too much, yeah. but like we, you know, the Brotherhood of Mutants, you know, Juggernaut, Magneto, Mister Sinister, Apocalypse, Mystique. Yeah. You can even go like Sauron, the Blob, Pyro, Avalanche, uh, Shadow King. I I feel like Hellfire, but I, I feel like Spider Man's villains are more well known. Right, so but to I'm the saying, general pop- population. But I'm saying who's got the more vast group of... Anyway, yeah. I, I, it's I, close. Those, I think it's close. We, those would be my top three. It would be Batman, Spider-Man, and then X-Men. See, mine would be Batman, Spider-Man, then Flash. So we're, 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 we're in agreement we're, we're, here. Yeah, Isn't so, it odd that Superman's not in that conversation? Because his rogue gallery is just not really like impressive. It's, it's not that it's not impressive. I just think that Superman, for the character that he is... Um, not as vast. That's that's the word. I it's you know. I mean, you have Doomsday. You have Zod. You yeah. have Lex Luthor. Uh, Parasite, maybe. Who yeah. else? Who else? Am I th- can't remember. Um, Abomination. Is Abomination. I thought that was Hulk. Or no, I, no, not not Abomination. Um, see, this is what I got to deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's but, been a long day. Yeah, it's K- KB's had a long. Uh, but what I'm saying is, yeah. Superman is so powerful. It's kind of you can only either combat him with somebody that's in, extremely intelligent and cunning or yep. somebody that's extremely powerful or a combination of the two whereas like batman for example there's been the case made that all of his rogues are almost like a the, if batman were to wake up in a in a psych ward yep. each there's rogue, a psychological quality each to all well of them. each rogue would be a different area of his, his psyche as far yeah. as you know like two-face like the dual nature scarecrow because he's you know batman likes to instill fear so yeah. what would 
it, it's there's so many like different doomsday that's what i was thinking of sorry dooms didn't i say doomsday i, I didn't think you did i might maybe not oh well whatever for those listening go back rewind make sure i said it and then tell kb <laughs> he's wrong but uh, what do you think of any of the other um, the folks, or what? Or just getting the stars as far as like the MCU folks and the character of Batman themselves? Is it well deserved that Batman should be the first hero? Yeah, I think so. I agree. I agree. I, I think, think so. The only thing, the only thing, and not not to throw a damper on the party, but I was I was reading about, I read about this actually last year, is that the Hollywood the Walk of Fame they get a star on the Walk of Fame. It's actually not as challenging as people think it is from what i understand actors actually pay to get on the hollywood walk of fame um i remember because like i remember reading an article and vin diesel got his and somebody dove into it and said oh yeah you know they fill out an application and then they have to pay like so many thousands of dollars and then you know yada 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 because if you think about what i first mentioned in the beginning like mickey mouse and bugs bunny you mean to tell me that they're not you know that they're not on there but yet we have people from some some people that I, I I've barely even heard of on the on the Walk of Fame. So I don't know. It it just and, and like somebody like uh, what, what did you say? Chris Hemsworth was he on there? Hemsworth, Lawrence Fishburne. Why? Well, Hemsworth has done you know again. I get it, but compare. But you're gonna put him up there with the elite of past Hollywood stars like Tom Hanks or like big people like that. I don't know the degree of fame. I guess is what I'm getting at. You know, so how does somebody like that get on there? And then, okay, well, why not Chris Evans? Why not uh, Scarlett Johansson already? Scarlett, well, Scarlett Johansson, I think, has one. Yeah, okay, now you, I don't, I'm not going to pull it up. We're not going to pull I know, it up. Like Chris Pratt, but, Chris Pratt has his, but that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's like it, 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 it waters it down without qualifications. Is what I'm saying. Um, you know, what, what's Humphrey Bogart? What's you know, just those guys that just people, actors and actresses that that you know were legends. Versus somebody does some movies in the, the, the MCU and now they're a star, their careers aren't even over yet. You know, it's almost like it's like an athlete, right? Like an athlete has a great career, right? And then they go to the Hall of Fame. Now these people are getting stars like while they're in the middle of their careers. And what if that person just becomes a total just bomb, like flop? All okay, of a so, but like, I'll, I'll argue that. Like, what about like George Clooney? Somebody like George Clooney, you know, getting a star. Yeah, like he's still making great movies, Leonardo DiCaprio. But the body of work is there. I get. I guess you, you, could you get what that. I'm saying. I, I guess what I, I I would argue that you know with all these blockbusters and and these big movies, basically that it's going to be more common banking. Yeah. yeah, and I think you know depending on where the room is and and whatnot. But um, breaking box office records and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's KB's thoughts on this. I want to get KB's thoughts on the following. Uh, the second piece of information we have kind of circles back around, not to the MCU, but the MCU like television universe. Kristen Ritter doesn't sound very interested in returning to the MCU as Jessica Jones. Really? Uh, this is via Cinema Blend. Uh, she, they said uh, from her interview, do I think I'll play her again? I don't think so. I feel like I've played her, you know. I feel really, I feel really good about it. I feel good about closing the door. So then somebody on Twitter said, say it ain't so, Kristen, to which she replied, I would love to play Jessica Jones again in a heartbeat. She's the coolest character ever, and I love her. Hey, you never know what the future holds. As for now, I'm so proud of the long run and deep character work I got to do. It's been a dream and never say never. So she was kind of backpedaling a little bit. 
I think it was it was a day after. Uh, so basically, they they had an interview, and then I somebody like kind of reached out to her on Twitter, say, "Tell me you've been misquoted," which is when she came out with the uh, she would play her again in a heartbeat. Yeah. So I mean, I know she enjoys the character, but I'm thinking maybe she knows something we don't, as far as well. I mean, you don't know her personally. You know, none of us know her personally. You don't know what her real feelings are about the show. In the media, people are going to say what they need to say, um, you know, or to the public any- anyway, like what's correct to protect their interests. Well, and like I remember I remember talking to um, at Comic-Con last year. I asked Finn Jones about that with Iron Fist because that was when Iron Fist first got canceled. And he said like he basically said no he's he just said no it's not going to happen and it's like well but maybe it will given some of the things that we've heard that you know disney plus now and all this back then it wasn't even a you know a thought so he doesn't know what's going to happen and you know he's just saying the, the 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 publicly correct thing to say whether it's about contract negotiations or things that they can't say or or, or whatever or protecting their own interests um, or or obviously in their career they don't want to put out false rumors, so I feel like you know with that you know maybe she does know something, you know maybe she was sour about Netflix canceling and then backpedaled on it when she heard something new. It's possible. Or I was I was coming more from the angle that uh, Disney for whatever when they canceled it said oh we're going to go in a different direction we're not going to be bringing this maybe they're not bringing maybe. it to Hulu or Di- or Disney Plus or anything and. And she maybe was like saying, "Yeah, this, I'm not, I'm not playing her again. We're closing the door on this because she yeah. knows it's a finality." Yeah. But then when somebody called her on it, she goes, "No, I don't hate the character. I love the character. It gave me all this. Never yeah. say never." But she was, you know, trying to give. So it does kind of solidify her point then of, of, of the first comment, right? I, in I a way, you know, I just I don't know exactly which angle she's taken, but it seemed like she did a little bit of backpedaling. So I thought that was. Uh, I, I mean, she's she was the perfect casted actress for that I, I did an it. amazing job so now how, have you no, watched I haven't him? had a chance KB is still from last week he said he was gonna watch Jessica Jones I didn't say last week yeah. I said I would get to it <laughs> so uh, by the time we do like a preview or a review of uh, Stranger Things KB's gonna I'll be, be ready yeah of course um, <laughs> well we don't know if we're gonna get Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones back but I know what we are getting back what are we getting back we're getting Daredevil? Avengers Endgame is being re-released in the theater. I heard about that. Did you? Uh, so tickets are, are going on sale. It's it's going to be out. I think this weekend. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I, I didn't get the actual release date, but it's supposed to be before Spider-Man: Homecoming, and that's out a week from you know this Friday, upcoming Friday. So yeah. it's like in the middle, of, right after the fourth. Yeah. But um. So is it only going to be in the theater for the week? I think for the. I think I think or it's weekend. I think they're going to try to like surpass Avatar. I think close. I haven't read the numbers in a while. I, I, I know they were right up there. Yeah, so I think I think it's a last minute uh, cash grab yep. to get uh, those last people because they're promising some some uh, added features. Okay. Um, Disney, I guess, came out with the added features, and I am very very sour on this. So okay. I want to get your opinion on so, it. So so tell me about your sourness. The movie will be the same as it was before, save for three additional pieces. One, there's going to be an intro from director Anthony Russo. Two, a quote-unquote unfinished deleted scene. And three, a sneak peek at Spider-Man Far From Home. That's going to be what they're adding to their re-release of Endgame. So basically, if you if you really want to hear the intro from Anthony Russo, great. But an unfinished deleted scene and then a preview of Spider-Man 
Far From Home, which is coming out the week after. I really, I just think it's such a cash grab. It is. I think it's just like, hey, we want to surpass Avatar. We want to blow them out of the water. This is the way we're going to do it. It's going to be all these cool new features, and it's like a friggin'. Yeah, but but Disney's known for cash grabbing. I mean, it's not oh, it just, any other company. I'd be really pissed off. Me, but it, with them, it's like it's what they do. We don't know this by now. Oh. Jesus, Family Guy he showed it a long time ago with Brian Griffin trying to sell his script to Michael Eisner, and he left it in his car. Michael Eisner's like puts a little hat on him, says, "What's your name?" Brian puts it on his hat, says, "Bring money," and runs. Like they are, it's a it's a cash grab company. Like they're going to do. And I think the thing is too is I don't know how how they feel. I haven't read a lot about it, but like the Avatar projects that are coming up, I don't know. Like I feel like that's gonna fail. I don't know why. I just have like this feeling like that's gonna fail. Um, and I think this kind of, I don't want to say it was like, I don't know if I want to say they're throwing their nose up to James Cameron because James Cameron, I think on record before when superhero movies first started really, really taking off, he was a little sour on them about, oh, everything's a superhero movie now, blah, 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 blah. So maybe some executives like, eh, you know what? I don't care about this. I don't care if we crush his record or whatever. And we're just going to do this. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying in the background, somebody somewhere is like. Yeah, we gotta we gotta knock James off his pedal. Um, so I I just think that's a pause. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. But um, Avatar, like the Avatar movies, I just I I just don't see them being good. And I think this um, is really gonna just psych up the MCU because obviously Endgame was so phenomenal. People are gonna go see it again. There's no question. People are you know, people are gonna go see it again. But it's also that nice refresher before Spider Man. You know, to just kind of refresh, rehash everything. Yeah, I think it's going to set the emotional and tone. And if people hadn't seen it, if for some reason they missed Endgame, now they can go see it and then go see Spider-Man if they want. So it just it, it makes a lot of sense. Well, and, and plus the, the plot of uh, Homecoming, which we'll uh, get into after the break. Yeah. And, and this is why I was putting the break. Not Homecoming, Far From Home, you mean? Did I say Homecoming? Far yeah, from home. Far From Home. I apologize. Thank you for catching that, KB. Yep. Yeah, so Far From Home is going to... Uh, be our next topic after the break um but yeah we'll be getting back to that as avengers endgame is going back to the theater we're going to be going back to phase three and then we're going to be talking Ooh. about some phase four Ooh, phase so we'll, three and phase four talk yes we'll be right back after these messages the free your geek podcast is proud to be part of the 4041 media family 4041 Media is a collection of podcasts from the southeastern Massachusetts region. And in addition to For Your Geek, you can listen to the Psych Your Crime podcast where Nicole Mann's most recent episode, Dying for Fatherhood, details the case of John Corbett, an Irish father of two who fell for his young American nanny Molly. Or if movies are your thing, check out the cast of characters over at Movie Theater Time Machine, where the month of June is a Robin Williams movie tribute. 4041 Media, that's 4041media.com. By listeners, for listeners. Before I worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., I, uh, well, I made a name for myself. I have a very specific skill set. I didn't care who I used it for or on. I got on S.H.I.E.L.D.'s radar in a bad way. Agent Barton was sent to kill me. He made a different call. And what will you do if I vow to spare him? 
Not let you out. Oh, no, but I like this. Your world in the balance, and you bargained for one man. Regimes fall every day. I tend not to weep over that. I'm Russian. Where I was. And what are you now? It's really not that complicated. I got red in my ledger. I'd like to wipe it out. Can you? Can you wipe out that much red? Drakov's daughter. Sao Paulo. The hospital fire. Barton told me everything. Your ledger is dripping. It's gushing red, and you think saving a man no more virtuous than yourself will change anything? This is the basest sentimentality. This is a child at prayer. Pathetic! You lie and kill in the service of liars and killers. You pretend to be separate, to have your own code, something that makes up for the horrors. But they are part of you. And they will never go away. I won't touch Barton, not until I make him kill you. Slowly, intimately, in every way he knows you fear. And then he'll wake just long enough to see his good work. And when he screams, I'll split his skull. This is my bargain, you mewling quim. You're a monster. <laughs> oh no. You brought the monster. So, Banner. That's your play. What? Loki means to unleash the Hulk. Keep Banner in the lab. I'm on my way. Send Thor as well. Thank you for your cooperation. And thank you for your cooperation. As we are back now on For Your Geek... I'm still Jay Free, and he's still KB. And now, go ahead, KB. That's me. That is KB. I like that. KB, that's me. KB, that's me. All right. As I mentioned before the break, we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, Marvel Phase 3, because in a few weeks... I have to pause here for a second. Okay. What is that shirt you're wearing? Uh, okay. So, this is a... It's it's a wrestling shirt. It's a character Bray Wyatt when he had the Wyatt family. It's okay. A, yeah, I don't follow wrestling. It's, it's creepy. It's, it's. I just thought evil Pikachu. That that was all I thought. So well, no, it's a, it's a sheep mask. It's a whole thing. Trust me, people. It's evil Pikachu. Okay. Well, hey, you know, gotta catch them all. Hey, you know, speaking of that, we we didn't really touch upon it. I want to bring it up, but uh, the new Wizards Unite game that mm-hmm. just came out for mobile is basically Pokemon Go, yeah. but with in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, I heard about that. I've been playing it. It's pretty cool. Anyway, back on track. Mm-hmm. Phase three. Kevin Feige explains why Spider Man Far From Home wraps Marvel's Phase 3, and it wasn't Avengers Endgame to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, this is also from Superhero Hype, and he's quote, Kevin Feige is quoted as saying, as we were working on Endgame, we realized that the true end of the entire Infinity Saga, the final film of Phase 3, had to be Spider-Man Far From Home because, spoiler, which we should mention also spoiler, mm-hmm. we lose Tony Stark at the end of Endgame. The relationship between Peter Parker and Tony Stark is so special over the five, five films that Tom Holland has portrayed Spider-Man in the MCU 
that we needed to see where his journey went and we see how does Spider-Man step out of the shadow of his mentor, Tony Stark, and become the true hero that he was always meant to be. Hmm. So that is the reasoning why Spider-Man Far From Home is wrapping up the Phase 3 piece of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Interesting. That's really interesting. Um, I mean, is that their way of shifting away from the Avengers altogether? And just saying, like, hey, you know, because because there's been no Avenger talk. There's been no talk of a new Avengers, has there? No, but we'll be getting we'll be getting to that in the next piece of news in the Phase Four stuff. Um, so so it's meant to just close the book on Phase Three. And I think it's interesting, yes, because when you when you really look at it too, for me, I so I I have a friend of mine who hadn't seen Spider Man Homecoming yet, Mm. and um, that was a good movie. It was great, really good. And we 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 watched it in preparation because we're gonna go see Spider Man uh, Far From Home. Yep. And we're talking about that, and I, I just like I, I didn't really realize. It. I mean, I, I I pieced it all together, but it's just when you watch it after watching Endgame, and you see, like, almost like Peter treating Tony Stark like a father. You know, like you're not here, you know. Yeah. I I need help, and you're not around, and and this and that, and I'm trying to do it by myself. And lost his dad, lost Uncle Ben. Well, that um, my point to that though is is that you know Stark says to him, you know, if you're nothing without the suit, then you you know you don't deserve the suit. And it's, you know, Stark was trying to, like, get him not to handle all these big things, but just be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They, they go out of their way to mention it in Spider-Man Homecoming. And then later on in Endgame, is it Endgame? No, it's Infinity War, where Spider-Man tells Tony Stark, like, when he jumps on the spaceship mm-hmm. and Stark said, I wanted you to go home. And, and Peter looks at him and says there's no friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no longer a neighborhood. <laughs> and it's just like, it's yeah. such a great point. Like, you know, he's stepping up to become this hero. Yep. And then with Stark losing him at the end of infinity war, you know, after all that and seeing the potential of this kid and just like growing and caring for him mm-hmm. and then to getting him back in Endgame and giving him that hug that he always wanted. Cause they've been alluding to that since yep. Spider-Man homecoming. And then for Peter now to lose Tony and now have to step out on his own, not on his own, but without his mentor, yeah. you know what I mean. He's going to still have Happy, as we've seen in the trailers. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I think it's going to be really interesting, and I think it's a cool way to close out, even though it might not be this gigantic, epic, like huge, otherworldly battle mm-hmm. with the Mad Titan Thanos. Yeah. I think that this looks is, like it's going to be pretty epic, though. Right. It's mm-hmm. well, in an, ex- an extent, it's like when you're reading a good book or anything else, you always have that big battle mm-hmm. or that that big climax, mm-hmm. and then you have kind of like that last chapter or that last couple minutes of a of a any movie where you kind of like settle it down. From an overall storytelling perspective, this is the last chapter of a, a particular book where they kind of like have that emotional like you tie everything up together and you have that emotional closure, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how they wrap that up. Great way to introduce Mysterio too. I think I've been such a fan of Mysterio. I've, I've mentioned in multiple podcasts mm-hmm. before on the show. If you go back, I figured which episodes, but I, I had an idea of Mysterio becoming a villain, you know, using Mary Jane as like the struggling mm-hmm. actress, the special effects guy on this low budget uh, movie she's shooting develops a, a crush on her, an obsession with her, which then puts him, you know, in the forefront and then he becomes Mysterio and, and be a whole thing. And, you know, they're going a different route with it. Mm-hmm. They're going multiverse, which is also very intriguing. Opens a cool. lot of doors. So is that how we're getting the, and I think we talked about this before, but is that how we're getting the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, Probably. all that universe into the MCU? It, that would be, be a clear path. I mean, you can do anything with a multiverse. I mean, I think DC's proven that time and time again. I mean, think about it. DC centers around their multiverse. 
Right. They got heroes, you know, yeah. Power Girl and Supergirl. And you can and, reboot heroes in any different image that you want and say they're from this world or from that world and, and make any story you want. It opens the library, really. If you think about it, if you go to the the, the, the history of the comics, uh, DC, like I said, DC's proven it time and time again. You know, how many versions of Batman are there? How many versions of Superman are there in, in all of these different multiverses? You could do the same thing in the Marvel Universe. Um, you know, or, or does this lead into Secret Wars? Uh, refresh my memory. Secret Wars. Uh, uh, Doctor Doom basically ends up becoming a god just in general, and then he basically recreates the world in his own image. And I think when they're done, they're, it ends up with a multiverse, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I read it. I Something along those lines. I wouldn't go that route right away. I mean, I think you need to introduce all these new characters first. Oh, I'm not saying go the route, but just introduce the concept. Open the door of this is out there like right the possibility but exists. i think i think if we use the 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 idea like of the trilogy of movies so i think we're going to get three fantastic four movies three captain marvel movies three black panther movies we're going to probably get we're going to get a third guardians there's more than likely going to be a second doctor strange third spider-man third spider-man uh, uh third ant-man i think we're going to get all that and then with yeah. the new stuff, and then you know we could lead into like three Fantastic Four. Like I said, I never think I already mentioned three Fantastic Four, and then have Doom be like the yeah. centerpiece. Yeah, I mean you're talking like Phase Four, Five, and Six almost. I'm, I'm, I'm talking basically. like the next like 15, 15 years or so. Yeah, they, they stay they stay this course. Um, but speaking of Phase Four, let's jump into that. This next piece uh, is going to contain spoilers uh, because some set photos leaked. Okay, from the Black Widow movie doesn't spoil me because I haven't seen them. <laughs> okay, great. Wait, so if you haven't seen it, wouldn't it be considered a spoiler since you don't know about it? That's what I'm saying. It's not a spoiler for me. I think, oh, so you don't care. So I can't, no, I can't see them. In other words, like you've seen them. You might talk about them, but I haven't seen them oh, to really appreciate okay, them. Semantics, semantics. Semantics, yes. All right, so uh, this is from BGR. Uh, spoilers from the Black Widow movie. Again, uh, the first spoiler, which I think is a surprise to no so one. So is it already in production? Yes. Okay. Uh, filming has moved to Budapest. Interesting. Which is a logical move for Marvel. First of all, it's essential for the story, yep. as both Natasha and Clint Barton have referenced the European capital over and over yep. again in previous Avengers movies. Mm -hmm. um, so whatever happened in Budapest, Budapest should be revealed on screen. Budapest. Did you say Budapest? <laughs> yeah, well, Mushmouth. Uh, yeah, so whatever happened in Budapest should be revealed on screen in the next film. And then the second spoiler, and KB, you might have more information on this than I do. Uh, photos that were reportedly taken on set show two wooden boxes, and you can see the labels. One reads Natasha, the other one reads Yelena. Yelena. And apparently that refers to Yelena Belova, who is likely to pick up the Black Widow mm -hmm. mantle now yep. that Natasha is dead. So yep. we might see her appear in other Avengers team-ups in the future. Yeah, there was a black there was a Black Widow comic a while back that they actually like featured her like after. I think it was like the last the last run of Black Widow. I think Black Widow number one had like a short story on her about how she, you know, is, is came from comes from what is it the the Red Room and and all that stuff. Um, I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but yeah, there is a successor that's you know pretty good. So I think what we're gonna see is we're gonna see Natasha, you know, possibly with a partner. Yeah. Um, Yelena, and then maybe now that Natasha's dead, she's stepping up to the role, and she's going to be the mm -hmm. new Black Widow, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not sure who they cast as Yelena, if that's even again, it's it's, it's all purported. Yeah, it's all rumors. Um, it could be they could be trolling us. Um, yeah. but if that's the case, they could probably get another uh, actor to play yeah. Yelena for the next. Yeah. You know, sign her to a contract for another 
six to 12 picture deal. Maybe somebody that's not as um, has the same star power as mm-hmm. a Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody a little lesser known that you can get him for, you know, X amount of picture deals for a certain yeah. amount that won't require the same type when of budget. He, when he picked up most of the Avengers cast, you know, they weren't as well right. known. Obviously, they didn't get the, the paychecks that they probably should have when they signed their deals. You know what I mean? Like now, you know, those guys do movies after the MCU. Their paychecks are going to be, you know, through the roof. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And, and do, do they know a re- an estimated release date on that? I don't have that information. It, um, that just that it's in production. I would think that they must know. Like there must be a release date somewhere. It's going to be twenty twenty. So. Yeah, yeah. So maybe summer twenty twenty. I don't. know. I guess that's the question. Is that the next movie? Well, we have Spider Man, and then I think because uh, Guardians hasn't started shooting yet. Guardians hasn't started yet. Because um, because Gunn's working on uh, sui- the new the Suicide Squad. I think Suicide Squad is starting production in September. So yeah, so there's still that takes a while, and then so it'll probably it probably will be the Black Widow movie is the next one. Yeah, because there's three dates for 2020, I think, if I remember correctly. So we'll I, to, uh, I'd be curious to see if they're actually going to hit us with three movies or two. It might be it might be two. I remember looking at the dates a while ago, but but yeah, I mean, I. I <sighs> I'm excited for that, but I guess the other thing I I have to say is that I mean the first rumor was that this Black Widow movie was supposed to be like a prequel, which it sounds which like it's going sounds to be. like it is, but like you're talking about a successor, then that kind of doesn't make it a prequel. If it depends on the story, I well, guess. Well, I think if it's set in the past, if it's set in you know 15 years in the past, just before, introducing the character, know, or, or yeah. like so the uh, first Avengers was what 2012. Yep, I think so. So what if this is set in like 2010 or like 2009, something along those lines where it's like, okay, it's been, you know, in the Marvel timeline now, it's 2023, so it's been 14 years later. So if she's with like, you know, uh, a teenage sidekick or or somebody else, like think of it like we talked about last week Mm -hmm. with Logan and X-23. If it's a younger kid at that point and then we see her like we recast as now an older, Uh. you know, an older person, somebody in their early to mid 20s and you get them for the next 12 years into their, you know, mid 30s, it's doable. So, yeah, I mean, it it sounds like it. Are you excited for a Black Widow movie? I'm absolutely. I'm. Yeah. I'm stoked for it. Yeah. I think. I think Scarlett Johansson played the character so well. Um, you know, again from the comics, you you tend to like, or even like video games and cartoons, you tend to put the the Russian accent yeah. when she's speaking. But I mean, for you know, for the, the longest time, I mean, and I know people will fight me on this uh, as far as like. Oh, don't you know everything has to be the MCU? No, no, no. But I'm saying as far as strong uh, women in. As a super in a superhero mm-hmm. flick, I mean, yes, they sexualized her a little bit, you know, in Iron Man two and whatnot, and and they tried to make it into a love Winter story. Winter Soldier, maybe a little bit. Well, I think yeah, it was more that, so and then then uh, Age of Ultron, where they're hiding and she comes out of the shower and she's in the towel yeah. with the Hulk, and I'm just like, or Banner, I I get that, but I mean, just as far as a character goes, as like. The fact that she's cunning and she's skilled. And she has no powers. And she has no powers. She's just a great fighter. Yep. And just to see her like kind of, you know, work alongside Captain America, work alongside Iron Man, and then be part of that core team of Avengers. And yes, a little bit later we got Wonder Woman, which was an amazing DC flick, mm-hmm. you know. But as far as strong female superhero characters, I mean, what else have we I had? Then Captain Marvel raised the bar again. Well, well, Captain Marvel, but I'm saying before that, yeah. there was Black Widow. Yeah, and then they introduced the Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel, and you know the Wasp, and you know Gamora, Gamora, and Nebula. Yeah, and and 
but I'm saying Black Widow was kind of the first in this iteration mm-hmm. of the MCU. Think about even some of the previous superhero movies. I mean, you know, any of the Superman. I, I mean, you could, I guess you could say X-Men. But again, Rogue, yeah. Rogue, you know, or or even Jean to an None extent. of them are a main focus. Right. It was all Wolverine and Xavier. Yeah. And then Rogue was kind of like the backdrop. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, in the first X-Men movie back in whatever, you early know, 2000s. Ha- had the Dark Phoenix movie been more successful? Had, had, had it be, what's what I'm looking for? Had it not been the only movie and they were still expanding on the X-Men universe, maybe we'd see something come out of that. But but again, you were saying it's all after Scarlett yeah. Johansson's portrayal of yep. Black Widow. There's nobody so, before. I mean, you can even go back to the, the Burton uh, Batman movies where it's like you had Vicky Vale, you had... Uh, um, I guess you could say maybe, even though she wasn't a hero, was... Uh, Selena Kyle. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of the... Michelle Pfeiffer, who, again, played uh, you know. Janet. Or was was it? Yeah, Janet in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I think... I think she, but she was... Again, she's not a, she's not the main focus. She's yeah. a secondary character in the movie because the main focus is Batman. And I just think, you know, she was skilled and she was... But again, it was very sexualized with her costume and mm-hmm. just the way she... And, and and that's fine for the time being what it was, but now I think we're at a point where we can see somebody like a female, like almost like genderless, like it's a female, but she kicks ass and she's badass, and both guys and girls want to go to the movies. What to about see what about Cat Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises? But again, it's it's you, I know, but I'm saying, did you think that was oversexual? I don't think it was oversexual. I just don't think they gave her to they enough gave, to do. Gave her enough to do. Like yeah. she, how how much of an impact did she really have? Make? In the she movie. basically she played, disappears for a while too. She ba- and, and she yeah. played the villain for part of it, where she's like deceiving yeah. Bruce Wayne, deceiving Batman. She's not looking a up for herself. Hero. Yeah, I not think, a role model. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like I just I think the fact that just somebody who's super skilled and has a you know a particular skill set and, and mentality and just the ability to do what she thinks is right and to help like save the planet from the Chitauri. anything like she like the core team you can you people goof on Hawkeye as much as they want because all he does is shoot his arrows mm-hmm. but I mean him and Nat were the two human like non-powered Avengers, yeah. non-powered people on the team you know without any special suits or, or enhanced abilities they were the two that were there because they were the best of the best and just to see her now get her own movie, I think is going to be, especially after all the work she's done in the mm-hmm. previous movies, I think it's, first of all, it's great for her, and second of all, I think it's great for the character, which is the most important thing. Um, so, that yeah, that's my feelings on that. You know what I think? I think Hawkeye should get his own movie. Or show, at least. I think... Or it, well, at least a show. I think, I think they... Well, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I just look at it as the comic was so successful, the, the Hawkeye comic, that where they basically look at Hawkeye's life away from the Avengers and away from everything. And it was so, so successful. And, and, and it brought Kate Bishop really into, like, focus. Um, yeah, I mean, that comic that comic won tons of awards. I got the hardcover. It's one of the best comics I've ever read. And people are very interested in, well, what is Clint Barton? Scratch the family. You know, maybe we, you know, because he doesn't have his family anymore, right? From did his family oh, come no, back? His, his family's back. back, yeah. So then maybe that'd be a little tough. But like in the comics, he like buys an apartment building. There's all these interesting characters. It it has more of a Jessica Jonesy kind of feel to it. And I would love to see something like that. I just want to explore the character more. Yeah, I don't know if they'd do something like that from the way they've yeah. already set him up in the MCU. But I think I think some of the ideas. What I'd love to see now. Now we're just going into like a speculative speculatory yeah. mode. But uh, speculative speculative. Um, I want to uh, think about this. The thing I was just thinking of is. 
what if we have I can't think of her name. What's Ant Man's daughter's name? I cannot think of it off the top. Well, of my head. she's she's now a young yeah. adult. She's a teenager now, as at the end of Endgame. Yep. What if she's because isn't she a, a, a isn't she a character in Cassie? Ca- isn't Cassie, Cassie Lang like a uh, a hero in her own right, like on the Young Avengers or something like that? I I can't I remember. remember. I'm gonna look it up. KB, you talk a little bit more. Okay, let's 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 put it up this way. Let's talk about some of the. Uh, the things we want to see in the D, uh, Disney streaming service, Loki, yeah. uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, talk about what you'd like to see in some of those. Uh, and then we've got the other one, right? Uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So that one's out there. Uh, I think that would be the one I'm most excited for. I think a, a lot of people would be most excited for Loki. Um, and Loki's a great character. I, I know my daughter's really excited. She just loves Tom Hiddleston. Uh but basically, if I had to say in order the ones that I'd like, I'd, I'd, I'd say the Vision and Scarlet Witch probably first, then Loki, and then uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier thing, the thing that is interesting about it is like, why is he not called Captain America? Why is it not Captain America Winter Soldier? Maybe people just aren't used to the idea yet. Maybe that's where they're going to transition him to fully being Captain America in that show. And then do you plop these characters back in the MCU in another phase? I guess that's my next, you know, the next thing I think about, you know, do you bring, you know, in in future movies, phase four, phase five, six, whatever you want to call it, you know, where do these characters continue to fit in from the shows? Do they come back? Are they much older? What's their, um, you know, what what are their stories? Uh, So it's really, really interesting to see uh, what they're going to do with those. And the Loki one. I guess the Loki one. My 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 thought on it is how, like, what are they going to do within that show? Well, I think the Loki specifically is going to be set in a separate timeline yeah. where he escapes with the Tesseract from Endgame. I think uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon might actually be set a little bit more in the past. Yeah, because I think I think they're all going to be time pieces. Because I think they said the same thing with like Vision and Scarlet Witch yep. is going to be set in the past as well. So maybe it's going to be a whole multiverse thing, and maybe we'll get a multiverse where Cassie Lang also known as Stature and Stinger in the comics, gets her own power set, and she can fight alongside her dad and Hope as Ant-Man, the Wasp, and the Stinger. Mm, Pepper Potts can become rescue. I mean, Let's rescue the listeners from this diatribe and end the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. We're Free Your Geek on Instagram, Free Your Geek on Twitter, Free Your Geek on Facebook. JFreeTheGeek.com. JFreeTheGeek.com. Check out the conglomerate we're part of, 4141media. That's 4041media.com. By listeners, for listeners, they have a great uh, number of podcasts on there, including Psych Your Crime and Movie Theater Time Machine. KB, hit him with the catchphrase. Let's get out of here. Get your geek on. Bye, everybody. still here it's over go home